zoete lieve vrouwen van Sertogenbos. Welcome at the second episode of my podcast of European Legends and Folklore. Let's start with this awesome story close to my home. The legend is from the city of Sertogenbos, a medieval city founded in 1185 by Hendrik I of Brabant. The city is in the north of the Grand Duchy of Brabant, close to the border of Holland. In our modern times, Sertogenbos is the capital of the province North Brabant, which is a province in the Netherlands. Holland and the Netherlands is not the same. I know people don't know the difference. Even in the Netherlands, people use the name Holland, while Holland are only two of the 12 provinces, namely North and South Holland. But enough about the borders and enough about Holland. The legend is depicted around the St. John's Cathedral which they started building in 1380. You are listening well, 1380. That's a long time ago. In 1529, the cathedral was more or less finished. It was on that winter night in 1348, while the city of Sertogenbos was covered in snow, the Black Death was ravaging and killing many inhabitants. Big snow flocks were falling from the sky, covering the earth. Everywhere on the streets was death. Cries were heard of people mourning about the death of their beloved family members. The night came while the snow kept falling. The next morning the city was silent. No cries at all, because nobody had died that night. A miracle had happened. The plague was gone. A local priest from the St. John's Cathedral found small footsteps in the snow. A small figure had traveled through the city at night. The footsteps originated at the cathedral, took a route through the city and returned to the cathedral. This could only be the statue of Holy Mary who walked through the city at night and cured the inhabitants of Sertogenbos of the plague. So, how can it be? Well, first, I changed the date. Yeah, I know I shouldn't have done it. But the original sources speak about the plague in the winter of 1315. And that can't be true. On three important reasons. First, the Black Death ravaged Europe in the period from 1347 till 1349. Next to that, the statue of Holy Mary was rediscovered in 1380, while they were building the new cathedral. The third reason is that they started with the Holy Mary processions in 1368. So, in the Holy Mary procession, the Mary statue is carried through the streets of the city walking the route she originally did to cure the city. And in the story, Mary walked the route that day, that night, because they didn't take her out on the procession. They cancelled the procession because of the plague and because of the bad weather. Was this true? Could the statue truly walk through the streets and cure the inhabitants? There has to be a logical explanation to this story. From literature it's known that the bubonic plague was halted in the winter of 1348. Most likely because the primary host, being fleas, dwell not very well in winter. I truly think the plague in Sertogenbos was halted in the winter of 1348, but not by Mary. But what about the footsteps in the snow? Well, they could have been from any small person or not. 
Have you ever played in the snow as a child? Exciting, yes. Especially walking through fresh snow and seeing all your footsteps. Since they started with the processions in 1368, we have a 20-year time frame to ripen, to mature the story. And what about the cathedral? They started building it in 1380. True. But like many old churches, they are built, demolished and rebuilt. So they started rebuilding the cathedral in 1380, but not the chapel of our interest. The Mary Chapel is older than the cathedral. Probably the chapel was already in the old church. There are indications the chapel is from 1268. There are many legends surrounding the Holy Mary statue. So many, there is a miracle book of all the miracles which happened. The miracle book is handwritten on paper, consists of 176 pages, written somewhere between 1622 and 1632. This is also an interesting fact. So the first pages of the miracle book are written 274 years after the first miracle. Interesting. So what's true about these miracles? Stories can get their own life, especially after so many years. Look what happened to the Bible. Okay, don't want to shock people, but let's do another miracle. Let's talk about the rediscovery of the lost Mary statue. For 42 years, nobody saw the statue. Nobody knew it was in the old church. The statue was found in a shed used for the construction of the new cathedral. We are talking about 1380 now. There it was found by a young boy who wanted to cut it into pieces to make a fire to keep himself warm. He was stopped by the master builder who saw that the statue was a statue of the Holy Virgin Mary. So on Monday Thursday, the boy took the statue to the church and placed it between other statues, next to the grave of Jesus. The man responsible of the placement of the statues mocked the Mary statue. They said it was old and ugly. The day after, on Good Friday, the statues next to Christ's grave were removed. Only the old Mary statue stayed. A brother called Woutken found the statue and took it over to the altar of St. Michael, where it stayed for half a year. The sexton, Dirk van Loot, wanted to give the statue to the brother to take it home, but he left it in the church. One of the canonics wanted to get rid of the statue. When brother Woutken wanted to take the statue home during the Candlemas celebration, the statue had become extreme heavy. Because it could not leave the church, they placed the statue at one of the choirs. At Pentecost, workers were working near the statue and brother Woutken asked their master to repair the Mary statue. But the master didn't want to spend any money on it. The master mocked the statue and his son painted some yellow paint on the cheeks of the statue. In this condition, even brother Woutken didn't want the statue anymore. Later on, he changed his mind again. He was attracted to the statue, and when he received an old piece of silk, he decided to make a cape out of it. At night, Woutken woke up from a nightmare. He dreamt that the statue had lost baby Jesus. The next day, he saw a group of children playing in the Ochtenstraat with the statue of baby Jesus. 
He took baby Jesus from the children and placed it back next to the statue of Mary. He then moved the statue to a different altar. But people kept mocking the statue. A man used car coil and drew two black eyes on the statue. A woman from the city exclaimed, Jesus, how ugly is this statue? Ugly and yellow. Then the miracle started. At night, Mary appeared to the mocking woman and said she needed to pray to her. I am not sick and ugly, Mary exclaimed. The next morning, the woman paid somebody to paint the Mary statue and to repair baby Jesus. Another woman who mocked the statue fell down on the earth and was sick for 14 days. Hadewig Heijendokter van Vichten, the wife of Jan Timmermans, had been paralyzed for three years. On a Sunday night, Christ appeared in her dreams and asked her to bring a wax leg to the Mary statue in the cathedral. Hadewig paid somebody to bring the wax leg and had it hung on the wall next to the statue. After this, Hadewig was healed. Hadewig, who was paralyzed for three years, was healed. She stood up and walked again. For sure, this made a big impression in the entire city. Then, all kind of miracles started to happen. Somebody is cured from tooth pain, a farmer is saved from drowning, a fire is put out when the house lady brings a wax house to our Mary statue. The Saint Mary pilgrimage of the St. John's Cathedral was born. From all over Europe, people started to travel to the miracle statue. People like Emperor Maximilian I from Austria and his daughter-in-law Johanna. Uh, Johanna presented in 1481 her bride gone to the Mary statue. Duke Arnold of Gelre was grateful that the Mary statue rescued him of captivity. Many, many more people claimed miracles by the Mary statue. Who am I to doubt about all these miracles? Certainly the people believed in these miracles. We do have to understand a difference in culture. A difference in culture between the Middle Ages and our modern time. As Mark von Strijdog wrote in his book Relieken Echt of False, it's not about if a relic really is a relic, it's about if it could be. Don't get me wrong, a Mary statue is not a relic. The statue didn't belong to a saint or was it a part of a saint? No. This statue is very, very interesting, if you are familiar with iconoclasm. If you are familiar with iconoclasm, then you know it was the main reason for the breakup between the now Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Churches in Byzantium, Russia, Eastern Europe, Syria, everywhere in the Byzantine world. The Catholic Church was against the celebration of icons. So, tell me. What about this Mary statue in Sertogenbos? This worshipping of a statue. That almost sounds a bit like iconoclasm. But there's another point which bothers me. If the statue saved the city from the plague, why was it lost and only rediscovered in 1380? Nobody said in 1380, finally we have found Mary again. The fact that the statue saved an entire city from the plague is a much bigger miracle than all the other miracles. Miracles are events which people could not explain. 
In our modern time and our level of science, it's easier to explain certain events. I already gave a possible explanation for the plague. But what about these other miracles? Intriguing, not? Let's look at the cult of the Holy Mary statue. From the late 14th century, a cult of pilgrimage to the Mary statue arose. A pilgrimage which still exists today. I remember as a boy my brother and I went to the cathedral with our mother to visit the statue. As a boy at the age of 16 I joined the pilgrimage from our church in Tilburg and we walked to Sertegebos, a journey of about 24 kilometers. At that time I already was an atheist, but my mother had still hope, I suppose. So after 640 years the pilgrimage still continues. The entire year, day in, day out, people come to visit St. Mary in Sertogenbosch. And still, each year on the second Sunday in May, Mary leaves the cathedral in a procession and she walks the route she did in 1348 when she drove out the Black Death. Now, let us focus on the current state of the statue. During the 80 years war with Spain, Catholic Sertogenbosch lay under siege of the army of the Dutch Republic. Bishop Obvious then managed during the siege in 1629 to escape with the statue of Mary to Brussel. Although others mention the year of 1641, so maybe he kept the statue somewhere else during that time, but he rescued the statue. Of all things he could take with him, he took the Mary statue. So without any doubt the statue was of great importance to him and probably to the civilians. The Dutch Republic took Sertogenbosch and the occupation of Brabant by the Dutch started. Because the Dutch Republic was Protestant, Catholic churches were changed into Protestant churches. It still is very strange for me as being Dutch to speak about the Dutch occupation of Brabant because for me Brabant is uh, definitely a part of the Netherlands. While when you look at it historically, it's it's more different but does it matter too much it took until 1795 when Napoleon Bonaparte occupied Sertogenbosch that the cathedral was restored in its function as a Roman Catholic cathedral the statue of Mary was still in Brussels where it also did some kind of miracles but that's a different story it was Bishop Zwijze who managed to retrieve the Mary statue in 1853. Since its return in 1853, the statue has been in the Mary Chapel of the St. John's Cathedral. It only left for one or two days, when the retired Bishop Zwijze had a priesthood anniversary in his hometown Tilburg. While the cathedral had many restorations during the centuries, the statue stood and watched. Stood and watched, stood and watched and had many visitors and probably did some miracles again and again and over and again. People still come for the miracles, so shoot me. On the 9th of March 2018, the statue left the cathedral for a few weeks for restoration and research. Next to the restoration, researchers used a 3D scanner to scan the oaken statue so it would be possible to make exact copies. Conclusion from the restoration and research is that the statue is even older than thought. The statue is constructed between 1270 and 1310. 
Also, damage from a fire was discovered under the layers of paint, but no traces of the yellow paint and no traces of the black charcoal eyes. After the restoration, Mary has returned to the St. John's Cathedral, or as we call it in Dutch, the St. Jan's Cathedral of the St. Jan, where she is still waiting for you to visit her. Thank you for listening to my podcast. While you are still here, you can also visit Romadect on YouTube, where you can see my awesome videos of live historical searches with my metal detector and aerial reconnaissance with my drones. Very soon there will be an episode of me visiting the cathedral, so you guys and girls can see the statue and this astonishing medieval building. My next podcast will be about the legends of the blood of Christ. You may not believe me, but in a village 14 kilometers away from my home, they are keeping some real blood of Christ. Thank you.